Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jordan Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. My goal is just to do whatever I can with the reps I have. I mean, I, I know I had like 38% of snaps last year. I'm hoping to get more going into my fourth year. But all I can really do is just not really focus on that. I mean, I know, I know like after this year I'm supposed to be up for a contract and stuff like that, but I don't want to get distracted by that right now. I'm just trying to focus on being able to just go out there and make plays, and that's just kind of what I did last year, just trying to prove myself and make plays as much as I can. So that's my goal this year, and that's, I'm still in the same mindset. That is Dewan Smoot. Let's finish up this conversation on social media a little bit. And uh, this would be a perfect example. This is the one I just got retweeted. I mean, this thing is going crazy on my feed. And this was the, if you just joined us, C.J. Henderson had a couple tough reps. But really, he knocked down Keelan Cole. And the story was he, he didn't give him five. And actually, yeah. Jimmy Smith kind of took it, said Keelan Cole. He called out Keelan Cole on this. Sure. Well, and there was, and by the way, to defend Jimmy Smith, there was no accusation saying, oh, what is, you know, what is CJ Henderson doing here? He's going to be a bust. Like, I don't see any football players coming out and saying, no. CJ Henderson's going to be a bust, as there shouldn't be, Again, obviously. I think you have to, I hope players take this stuff when they look at it and be like, well, I know. Look at the, the topic of this guy. It says Kane's legacy. So he's obviously a Miami guy. There we go. Right? So he's going to hate on Florida start, players. Yeah. And he says, come on, that's no surprise he's messing up. They scheduled him to work the deli for his late shift at Publix. That's a lot of pressure he's dealing with. Good there one. You go. Nailed right? it. Good yeah. one. Yeah. I can't even believe I just gave him time on that. But but that's what my whole feed is all about. And it yeah. just reminds me. I mean, again, this wasn't an antagonistic tweet. It was just something that happened at practice and something that happens to rookies, something that happens to veterans. Sometimes you lose reps. Um, and the bigger story there was the no handshake in Keelan Cole part, not really that he got beat on the reps. I mean, that, sure. that happens. And I think C.J. Henderson, prior to getting sick and missing like four or five practices in a row, I thought he was having a nice camp, like a yeah. good camp. I think he showed some good moments. Their secondary in general has been doing so. Um, and by the way, I also say this, I've never even met C.J. Henderson, so I don't even know, other than a Zoom call, yeah. I don't even know him uh, at all, which is also makes it kind of different and, and unique, mm-hmm. seeing all this stuff um, coming out. Uh, but it's as a player, let me just tell you this. It's crystal clear after being over there today that they know the player is well aware of the tweet. Yeah. Right. They know who Brett Martino is. Which is fine. That's okay. I mean, uh, we had a lot of fun with being blocked by Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, we've had conversations over the years with players. I think some of them handle it really well and some of it, some of them don't. They're different. Um, Yep. And it takes some getting used to. But I was thinking about it for the rookie, the young guy, especially a guy like at Florida, like C.J. Henderson. Because I said it right before the break, but it's fact. Mm. That place is Fort Knox in Gainesville. Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't let you in to do anything. They are very protected. Alabama was very similar when we would have guys like Yeldon on and all those. They were very protected. They live in this this bubble. Yeah. uh, Mostly because they think there's trade secrets that – like they're inventing a new game. Yeah. Uh, head coaches in college football and in the NFL, a la Adam Gates, we were talking about yesterday. Yeah. But it also really shields these guys from any kind of real criticism at the collegiate level, which I'm okay with, I guess, from that sense. I mean, they're young, 
men and players, and I don't think they should be ridiculed all the time, even though they're playing at a high level. Yeah. But it really shields them from that. So you have a bad practice, you have a bad couple reps. Well, it's a little different out here, at least at this stage at camp where we're allowed to take some videos yeah. and everything is out there. Hey, the great stuff is good, and, and you get celebrated and you love it, and you love when people give you an attaboy. Mm-hmm. The not-so-great stuff, ah, not so not so much. And that's new territory for a lot of these guys uh, that are coming from college because they didn't have to deal with that in the past. Yeah, the eye in the sky doesn't lie, Brent. Listen, when we're talking about the video that you posted and you questioned whether you should delete or not because all the trolls out there, don't let the trolls win, man. Okay? Like, you're doing your job. It wasn't like you had Michael Bay special effects. You added some, you know, some <laughs> yeah. stuff over here. So, no, I mean, what what happened happened, and you're reporting on it, okay? And I thought you were fair to everybody. So don't ever think that you have to delete something because the trolls are at it. No, man, you just do you. You keep doing your job. You're doing a great job. With that, and you're the last person you need a pep talk. I'm not yeah. sure I can you pep talk Thank right you, now. I but yeah, yeah, I got you. But, um, listen, if... Let's go ahead and address real quick the big elephant in the room of whether C.J. Henderson should have, you know, dapped or whatever, whatever you want to call it, shook um, Keelan Cole's hand, right? Because this is the issue that Jimmy Smith had about it a little bit. I've had some time to think about it now and things like that. And obviously, this is kind of the big thing on social media is like, well, how disrespectful can you be? You're a rookie and you, and you don't shake the guy's hand. Let's remember real quick the game that we're playing here, okay? We're playing the game of football. Okay, and to be out there on a 95 degree day, probably 80 percent humidity. So it's about 103, maybe with the heat index um, to be sweating, to be hitting each other, to be hitting each other every single day, seeing the same person over and over again. And you have a bad practice and you get a little frustrated and maybe you hit somebody and you don't shake their hand. Welcome to the world of football. Do you think everything is going to be like grade school? It's like, whoa, he did something wrong. No, man. These are grown men with egos. These are grown men in the middle of the day in Jacksonville heat with egos. So forgive me if someone doesn't shake hands after they hit somebody. Okay, it's not going to happen like that. Like, and and the other side of it too is like, well, I like the way he hit him. You know, I, I like the way he did that there. He's Sony's not afraid. Like, Whatever, man. Okay, it was it was a case of C.J. Henderson was frustrated. He took his frustrations out on Keelan Cole. Should C.J. Henderson probably not have done it? Absolutely not. You know, you obviously want to keep everybody healthy. I get that, but it, it was a lack of judgment. It, 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 was, it was a lack of it was a void of character for a second. And you know what? You're allowed to have that on the football field. I wish you had film of me in Chicago when I threw my helmet, not exaggerating, 20 yards in the opposite direction because Mark Tressman yelled at me. I was acting like a little toddler. I was an infant that day. Okay? And you know what? And Tressman even says, like, hey, I get it, man. You're frustrated. Those things happen. That's football. Okay? It's a game of emotion. If you don't have that in you, if you don't have that kind of emotion or physicality, guess what? You're not going to last that long. So let's put that to bed real quick. Now, with C.J. Henderson, and obviously, let's be honest, in terms of football players right now, the content has never been more available. Okay? You can type your name in on the search engine. Type it and see what people are saying about you. Simple as that. Oh yeah. And, and I didn't really have that till like kind of later in my career. But I had a little bit in Jacksonville, but not to the extent that it is now, right? Because everyone um, is an expert, and that's the good and bad about social media, where you can interact with everybody. That's good, man. You can you talk to anybody that you want. You can yeah, talk to I love somebody. that part yeah. of it. 
But that's the bad thing, too. You know why? Because yeah. you can interact with everybody. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and, and, and that's where we are right now. And listen, and you said it yourself. Well, I actually I mean, love the, uh, I'm going to interrupt you real quick, yeah, but I love that Jimmy Smith jumped in on it, because then yeah. I could ask him, well, what should he have done? Sure. Like, I was serious. I was, yeah. right. I was like, well, because he took, yeah. like, I thought everybody would be like, well, is that Henderson being a little immature? Like, that was actually my first take. Yeah. But whatever, it's competition, kind of yeah. like you just said. But he took it like Keelan Cole should have done something about that. Sure. And but, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Well, you know, and, and as I watched that video, like, I got it from CJ Henderson says he's ticked off, man. Yeah. All right, like it's hot out here. I'm tired of this, and I got I, I was once again a little lap of judgment. And on the other side, I understand Keelan Cole. All right, Keelan Cole. I don't know him personally, but I, I play with a bunch of great guys that you know they're not fighters per se, right? That they're trying to de-escalate the situation a little bit, throw little knucks out there. Yeah. I play with those guys too. Now I'm not one of those guys. Okay, <laughs> I'm not like that. But I play with those guys for camp uh, yeah. fight practice. So camp fights. I'm not one you. of those guys, but I get that. Okay, so I'm not mad at Keelan Cole either. But I guess my point here, and what we're trying to say with social media and whatnot, is listen, all the. All the hate and stuff right now, it, it, it's out there, right? And two plays, literally people are like off the C.J. Henderson bandwagon right now. Is yeah. that right? Absolutely not. It's ridiculous. But, but if you're C.J. Henderson, and who knows if he's listening to this show right now, if you typed his name and he might be listening, who knows? Maybe he searched himself. <laughs> but but if you're C.J. Henderson right now, you got to understand, man. And this was this was a rude awakening for me after I left Jacksonville. And I've told this story before a little bit, and I want to reiterate it again. I always treated my social media... Like, I was an anti-football player. Like, I always made, like, you know, you know how I, I tweet, right? Yeah, it's yeah. all it's football. It's, it's, it's fun. So I want to make people laugh. And I want to show people, like, listen, I'm not just about football. There's more to me than just Austin Lane on Sundays playing defensive end, trying to go after the quarterback. There's the other Austin Lane. And that was the message that I try to perceive. So, essentially, my social media and my brand was, like, the anti-football stuff. I kind of made fun of football things. Like, that's who I was. Well, it wasn't until, and yeah, granted, like, yeah, Drew Brees shook me out of my shoes. I got made fun of for that. And you know what? So be it. Yeah, I had yeah. fun with it. I didn't take it too personally. But then I really started to see what it all meant when I left Jacksonville. When people started going, got to unfollow Austin Lane now. He's not a Jaguar anymore. Got to unfollow Austin Lane. And, like, that got to the point where it was like, well, I thought you were following me because who I was as a person. You know, I thought you were following me because the good that I was doing in the community, because of how I was trying to make people laugh with my, you know, my wittiness or whatever. That's why I thought people were following me. Nah, man. They're following me because I play on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm only as good to those people as what I do on the field. Yeah, yeah. And if you're CJ Henderson, you have to understand that right now, okay? It's not necessarily nothing personal. Some personal things may be said about you, like the rest of the world could do. But at the end of the day, it's what can you do for me on the football field, okay? I'll be honest with you, man. There'll be a small fraction of people who care about you as a person, and there's going to be a large fraction of people that care about C.J. Henderson, the football player. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm saying that's the way this game is, okay? So, listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to apologize here for C.J. Henderson and say, man, I feel for you because I don't because guess what? To whom much is given, much is tested. You're the first-round pick. You signed up for this. Now you have to go to work and, and get your head right. But at the same time, you have to understand that these people making these comments right now, man, you got to let it roll down. Man. Yeah, Don't it's just not worth it. I yeah. mean, listen, I think we all, even in our industry, not to that extent, I mean, we get it. So yeah. You get hammered sometimes, but it's sometimes you go back and you have a little fun and with that's them. Okay. Like, and yeah. they have to be more careful of that than even we do. Like I oh, do. Oh, for sure. The same thing uh, with me. You know, <laughs> if, I mean, if I was like some national guy on ESPN, I probably wouldn't go back and forth with anybody. Yeah. But a lot of the, I'll go back and forth and have some fun it's with fun, folks man. Yeah. from time to time. But 
you can't take that stuff personal. I mean, you, you, that can't be the measure of the worth uh, yeah. of of who you are and from a and I don't think it does. But it's kind of like like I say this all the time about hitting. Mm-hmm. If hitting is so hard, right? Yeah. And so if I got a coach or a parent or whatever saying, "Hey, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that while I'm in the box hitting. Yeah. I always think it, it's, it drives me nuts. It's like, why are you telling me not to look for something and look for 17 different things not to do yeah. instead of affirmation over something that even if I'm good at, I'm going to fail seven out of ten times, right? For sure, for so sure. So I kind of liken it to, to that, whereas you cannot go and and get in that kind of virus for a, a better you have to keep your mental yeah. you know confidence your mental clarity all that in the right place mm-hmm. especially in season mm-hmm. you want to deal with all that garbage out season or maybe on a day off it's one thing but i wouldn't want to if i was a player mm-hmm. if i was a baseball player basketball player whatever player i wouldn't want to even clog my mind with any of that kind of stuff i can go on tv tonight yeah i go wrestle someone back and forth on twitter about I stunk on TV last night, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. okay. Like that's not going to impact what I do tonight. Yeah. I'll still my tie will be straight. I'll throw makeup on, and and I probably will only mess up a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do that every night anyway. So, <laughs> but if I'm like a football player and I'm and and I need to know the playbook, and I got teammates relying me, all this other stuff, I can't be bothered with this crap. Yeah, but well, but they do it for affirmation. I mean, well, they, they, or or motivation as well. They could be true. Some do. You got to be really careful. There's a big difference i thought it was interesting rebervich said this about Taven bryant he's like listen everybody likes to get a compliment from time to time yeah nobody people aren't necessarily seeking it all the time but he said about Taven bryant his confidence is growing why because we're showing him tape and he's kicking ass yeah like he's doing a good job mm-hmm. like people need that affirmation sometimes they do whether you think you do or not they do but but it sh- you shouldn't live by it, and this, by the way, shouldn't be your affirmation place. <laughs> so, well, and that's the thing, too, Brad. Social media. Here's the thing about affirmation, right? I mean, it, it can be a great thing. It can give you motivation and get you through a hard work day. It can keep you focused. Affirmation can do a lot of things. But just ask yourself where this affirmation is coming from, okay? Because you ask any retired football player right now, and you can ask myself included, if, you, if you're lucky enough to go out on your own terms, then so be it. Then don't listen to me, okay? But 99% of those guys in that locker room do not go, go out on their own terms. They don't, they don't retire when they want to. Someone's going to tell them that you're not good enough, and we'll see you later. And when that day happens, see how many people are there for you to affirm you as they were when you were being successful in the football field. Yeah, yeah. See how many people come to greet you and say, hey, man, we, we respect you. Best of luck in the future. See how many people do that compared to when you're born on the football field. Because I promise you, the number of people that are actually going to come up to you after you hit rock bottom because you can't play the game anymore because someone tells you that you suck, you're not good enough, the amount of people that are going to be there for you to pick you up is going to be minuscule to the amount of people who had your back when you're balling out. Yeah, yeah. And that should tell you all you need to know about the type of people on the Internet giving you affirmation every single day. They should play this TED Talk in Jaguars team meeting room <laughs> over Microsoft Teams. Yeah, now we're talking. Now we're talking. And you're going to leave Q and Cole alone, too, man. I feel bad for that guy. Like, tell him to go fight, you know, and everything. Like, I'm going to say this about – go ahead. Let's just say Cole is not taking nearly the brunt of that true, tweet but, but, as C.J. Henderson No, is. true. But I also see people out there saying, like, Q and Cole's got to toughen up. And everything. Yeah. But I'll say this, man. I've played football with a bunch of personalities. I always compare it like this. Drew Brees thought was the, the biggest saint 
saint ever, okay? Sacked him, gave him a little extra after the sack, and you know what he called me. He called me a bunch of words. Can't repeat him on the air, but he called me a bunch of words. Let's just say that. Andrew Luck, on the other hand, where I sack him, and I, I'm not even going to lie, I purposely tried to drive my helmet in his spine to cause the most pain as possible. It was a, I'll be honest, it was dirty, okay? I was, it is what it is. So I sack him. He fumbles the football. I drive ahead in his spine. He gets up. Hell of a hit, man. That was a great hit. Good job, 9-2. What? <laughs> Excuse me? How, how, how do you want to fight me right now? Then after the game, then he said what he said, and he actually swore a little bit, yeah. so I was pumped about that. But, like, it goes to show you, man, different personality types, different responses. I'm not going to hate on any of them. Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is, it's a wild thing. It just got me thinking about it again today. It, it can be a very toxic place. And I'm always, I'm always surprised at social media, the stuff that goes crazy and the stuff that sometimes doesn't. Yeah. Uh, but this one, <laughs> this one was, uh, was a wild one for yep. sure. Hey, let's talk a little sports. Uh, Lakers are back, man. Driving dish podcast. That's what I heard. That, that was heard impressive. impressive. That was impressive. You want me to get it? I mean, Coons hey, is setting you up right I mean, now. talk about poking the grizzly. Yeah. Portland did that or just ran out of gas. Orlando did that to Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. And just aren't good enough. Correct. But, I mean, the Lakers have awoke, and, and obviously the Bucks did too. Well, well the yeah. craziest thing is, you know, they, they did the, the Kobe Bryant stuff. And it's like, we're you know, Will we ever have an actual basketball game on a Kobe Bryant day ever again because of the, you know, everything going on? Like, will that ever, will that, you know, with the season, it's not normally going oh, on right, right now. Yeah, sure. you're right. That's what I'm saying. So yes, that was, yeah. this might have been their only chance to do that. I wonder how much of that was a motivation. But uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, LeBron's playing well now. That's two games in a row. Yeah, but even like, but, but even during motivation. the game. The score is 24 to 8. Like, I know. For yeah. a little bit. Well, Come on. And we've talked about this too, right? Where, um, I think the pressure right now on LeBron James and that whole organization because of Kobe Bryant, you know, I mean, it's evidently there. All right. Like they, they want to win this title this year for Kobe. Right. I mean, that's that's the I don't want to say it's a storybook ending because obviously it's a horrible tragedy what happened to Kobe Bryant. But like that, you know, it, it's something it's a silver lining, as you could say. Right. Where the tragedy happens in February and then you come out and you win a championship for him. Like that's that's the the, the period that you want on that story ending, I guess you could say. Now whether that's gonna happen or not, we'll see. But you can kind of tell that they're using Kobe Bryant as motivation, as they should, I think. Um, but you have to be careful where you add a lot of more pressure to you at the same time. Yeah, I think it's a tricky thing. I mean, yeah. you can't get wrapped up in it, but you certainly can. You know, it, you talk about trying to find motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. I would say normally it's in the rafters if you were playing in LA, but yeah, yeah. you you can you can certainly feel it. It's and and by the way, they have to kind of I don't know how to put this in the right way other than to say it's almost like they had to rekindle that to a degree because they took five months off. Yeah. You know, so I, I mean, with everything going on, the passing of Kobe Bryant feels like three years ago. And so now playing on that day on 824 and the tributes to Kobe Bryant, I think kind of made things fresh, reality a little bit and something else to pull on and remember kind of like probably what they were talking about back in February yeah. and March where it was like, hey, man, let's do this for Kobe Bryant. Let's, so they almost rekindled that a little bit, I feel like, well, yesterday and, and their effort was dominating really for a second straight day. And and I would say, too, you know, with it, the the Lakers did have some – 
I guess you could say turnover with with players not coming into the bubble and and Rondo getting hurt. So it's like there was also probably some just like chemistry figuring it out again just to get the the ball rolling and um, they weren't necessarily fighting for a playoff spot, so there wasn't any rush to have LeBron and Anthony Davis play a ton of minutes until yeah. the playoffs. So it might have just taken a few, and you saw that where Anthony Davis had a few games where he'd be hot, and then he wasn't, and then you know LeBron kind of was always performing, but now they're Le- LeBron kind of looks. Yeah, LeBron looks motivated again. And, and by the way, the best thing that could have happened the Lakers maybe is Dame Lillard in Portland getting hot, and people starting to think, look out. Yeah. Dame Lillard's the best player in the NBA right now, and so it got their attention instead of playing somebody, say like the Magic, that mm-hmm. the Bucks are playing, even though, listen, you can maybe slip up a game or two, but you're not losing four to yeah. the Magic if you're the Bucks. Well, the Lakers got a first-round opponent that people are like, look out. This is oh, more like a three or four seed you're playing. They were turning at the very right time. And, you know, it's funny because the, the kind of the, the overall synopsis I'm seeing so far in this bubble right now is like, listen, the Lakers have got LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That's all you need, right? I mean, you think you got those two guys, you're good to go. But I'm starting to see, like, you need your role players to perform, right? Like, you, you, you need KCP and you need Kyle Kuzma to hit their shots because if they don't, you're in trouble, man. It's kind of like I'm seeing with Houston right now, where Harden cannot do it all himself. Now, yeah. granted, Russell Westbrook's going to come back, so we'll see what happens there. But like the Rockets to me right now are in trouble, and it seems like, and even the Bucks with Giannis, like the Bucks, yeah, they're playing good basketball. But guess what? It's not the old Milwaukee Bucks. No, but it, Middleton it, it, came to life a little Middleton bit. Middleton comes to life now a little bit. So I'm just saying, like, we're so used to seeing just these dominant players, or LeBron James, or anything like that, just to like, carry a team. Those days are kind of gone, I feel like, at least in the bubble right now. We're even like the claw, you know, Kawhi Leonard. He can't do it himself. Hey, Paul George, you got to make a shot, man. Yeah, welcome right? to the party sometime. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good call um, and an interesting one at that. But it's always been, to a degree, those role players seem like they've always... For yeah. a long, you know, I mean, from John Paxson to, at the time, Ray Allen was still kind of a role player when he hit the big three down in Miami. He was. And even some of this, the the Golden State team, which is like an all-star team, it's well, still I mean, some they're, of their role players. Yeah, yeah, true, <laughs> you true. know, it was the unsuspected Andre, ones. Yep. Iguodala, Iguodala that comes up big. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I think you're right about that and who's... Whose depth is going to show, essentially, is Correct. is what you're saying. Because it felt like in the past where LeBron could take over a game and you're good to go, right? Or yeah. it kind of felt like in the past a little bit. Like, yeah, you know, even the, the Warriors, they had all their role players. But, like, Curry takes over a game, you're good to go. Or even Harden. Harden exactly. can go get 58. Exactly. It just feels like this season, for whatever reason, the role players got to step up even more. Well, uh, one other thing, too. Uh, just a quick thought. Because Dallas is kind of the darling team right now. Yeah. Would you actually pick them to win if they had Porzingis? Because he's out again, right? With yeah, yeah, he's, he's, yeah he's out. I yeah. mean, they, they're not going to win the series with, without <sighs> Porzingis. I mean, they need they need everybody to beat yeah. the Clippers. I mean, in my opinion, obviously, Doncic has been out of his mind and, and great. But if I'm just asking you, if they had Porzingis healthy, yeah, would you go as far to pick them to win two out of the next three games? I'm, I'm going to say this. Obviously, you look at the Clippers right now, and you like what you see on defense. And you can say, well, let's put Kawhi Leonard on Luka. Let's shut him down like you did last year for Giannis Antetokounmpo, and you're good to go. But this isn't, this, this isn't that kind of situation. To me, this reminds me, and when I watch the Mavericks play, it's like I'm watching Steve Nash and Stoudemire back in their primes again with that pick and roll. right? I think if Porzingis was playing right now, all you got to do is pick and roll. But guess what? It's not. And Steve Nash is a good three-point shooter in his own right, but Luka get the three as well. 
Right, so you got to come out and block him. That was the problem with Giannis last year. When you did the pick and roll, you knew Giannis wouldn't shoot a three-pointer. So you, you could kind of play him inside a little bit. You can't do that for Luka. So what do you do? You either go outside and try to defend the three-pointer, or you go outside and defend him, and he blows right past you because he's so deceiving with that Euro step. I just think right now, the way Luka's playing, if he had Porzingis man at that pick and roll the whole time, it's almost impossible to defend. So I would like the Mavericks' chances. I... I look at it this way with the Mavericks, like they're playing so well right now, and I understand Porzingis isn't there, but you imagine if they're if he is there and they're playing that well, and then you talk about the Clippers, and you talk about how poorly Paul George has been playing offensively, you'd imagine that bounces back at some point. It has to, right? Yeah. And so oh, it has to. Yeah. You're talking about two yeah, teams. Paul George one scored like forty tonight. Yeah. Right. So that you're talking about two teams, one that's playing at close to 100% and the other one that's second star hasn't even caught fire yet. But you're also talking about Kuz where their second star in the Mavericks wasn't even playing. I don't, well, that's what I mean. Game, I, you know? Yeah, and, and so I, if Porzingis was there, I think it's a little bit closer, but I'm still going to go with the, the I guess, more proven side where you can kind of assume Paul George has to bounce back at some point mm-hmm. and then Kawhi and, and the Clippers make this kind of run. Yeah, it's interesting to me. Uh, we outside of the Mavs series, we don't have a series. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Houston, Oklahoma Houston, City. Yeah, yeah. We have two good series. It, it kind of, I mean, all the sweeps essentially in the East. Yeah. I mean, it's they got Orlando got the one game, but again, there were no threat to win. I mean, nobody in their right mind thought Orlando was going to do anything, maybe more than grab another win. So Who's thought that betting against the Monkey Bucks? See what listen, that got they you. were a plus seven hundred. I had to try. See what that got you. But uh, it, had it got me negative five dollars <laughs> or negative five bucks. Yeah, <laughs> twenty bucks would be too much. Uh, yeah. The, but it, does it beg the question? Should they be five game series in the first round? Or I mean, it's not like you're going to eliminate the playoffs. Nobody, ex- if anything, they expand playoffs now. Um, and you get the five four sweep, which is because Indiana's not super healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess you bring in the upset possibilities. Like if Orlando had won the first and Portland had won the first, like they did, and it's mm-hmm. a five game series, well that that changes things. If the if the Mavs series now is two two over the Clippers, which it is, but it's a five game series, well the pressure's really on the Clippers tonight, without a doubt. So I I don't know. I mean, is there more intrigue if you if you make it a five game series? Wasn't it? Didn't it used to be five game series the, the early round? Yeah, uh, back in the day, I think they had it as a Yeah, five. I don't Not, even think it was that long ago. I only ever remember it being seven game, but I didn't, like, fully, fully start really paying attention to it until, you know, high school. So I don't know if this is one-off. I'd have to do a little more research on it. Yeah. But it just seems like, all right, what are we doing here? This is a no, have to have nots. I mean, it's not even... Yeah. Well, it's no. kind of the same as, like, the... Um, the play-in for that eighth spot, right? Like, people are like, oh, that was really awesome to see. We should do that more often. It's like... Well, what's the point of having that craziness go on so that whatever team wins probably just gets swept by the one seat? Well, I'll say this, Goose. For this conversation, I think that run to the playoff spot was more exciting than some yeah. of these series. For That's sure. True. Yeah. So at least it added some intrigue. It helped Dan Willard yeah. out, man, tell you that much. And it certainly did do that. Helped the NBA out. Yeah. I mean, you got, I mean, listen, he's always been a star, but I think you put him on the map even more now. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and he wouldn't even have come there. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, and yeah. if you didn't entertain that idea they were, that, that what what dame did is what i think the nba was actually trying to do with zion like oh, the way sure. that the schedule was it was yeah. set up for him to do it and yeah. it just didn't work out that way so well that's okay uh, i mean i'm not advocating change it's just yeah. like man these are 
no, most of the series have been it's usually two how good it, series. Correct. Especially in the first round. I mean, you don't really get a crazy the, – the closest that we thought we were supposed to get was maybe a Pacers heat, and that didn't really but, – But in the NFL, in NHL, and in Major League Baseball, the early series do matter. You get upset. Oh, without a doubt. You can't sleep upset. on that stuff. You know, there's no, there's no cakewalk for everybody. That was a buy in the NFL, so that's a little different. But it's yeah. not a cakewalk. Every game, you're like, oh, boy, I hope we get by this one. Look at the Ravens. Sure. No, but it's hard to justify that, too, though, Brent, because keep in mind right now, the best series of the entire NBA is a two versus seven matchup, right? It's the Clippers versus the yeah, Mavericks. Good point. You know, now, granted, like, Mavericks had some injuries and stuff like that. Well, so that's, part that's of why it. the record was kind of bad. But at the same time, the two versus seven is the best matchup of the whole thing right now. I would now. say Fair the enough. other one, too, we are we we might get a, a uh, upset with the Denver Nuggets and Jazz as another series. True, that yeah, three and six. Decent. Oh, yeah, true. Yep. Well, you know so, what? Then if you got three series that could potentially do it, again, the Heat were a five over four, and four five is always a, a pretty yeah. closely contested one. All right. I, I'll, I'll buy it with you. Back on board? Yeah, I just wish yeah. we'd. I, I just don't like that many no, sweeps well, earlier. And, and, like, and I'm tired of, like, yeah, like the Lakers and the Bucks. Like, yeah, we get it. Like, you know, you guys like are going. Toronto and Brooklyn, it's 150 to 122, man. <laughs> I, I mean, and it was never a game. Yeah. I mean, it's like a 16-1 seed in the NCAA tournament. Sure. Like, well, how is well, that in, in, in professional basketball? And it begs the question, does that hurt ratings? Because people kind of know what's up with those games, I mean, right? I, I don't think any people watching Toronto, Brooklyn, yeah, without Durant and Irving anyway. It's <laughs> a good point. But, yeah. yeah. I got you. I do have to bring up Irving, I'm sorry, Durant, anyway, when we were talking social media. I'll bring that up a little bit later. Coming up next, a little bit more serious on the NBA. Uh, as they talk once again social issues, but so does Roger Goodell. And he also talks indirectly to Colin Kaepernick. It's next on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. Are we on right now? We're not. Like our screen? I guess we're good. Brent Martino. Yeah, you got to okay. go all the way. Yeah, we're back. Thanks for your concern. You're welcome. Uh. <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Quite frankly, it's just I know people get tired of hearing me say it, but we are scared as black people in America. You have no idea how that cop that day left the house. You don't know if he woke up on the good side of the bed. You don't know if he woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You don't know if he had an argument at home with a significant other. You know, if one of his kids said something crazy to him and he left the house steaming. Or maybe he just left the house saying that today is going to be the end for one of these black people. That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. It just it hurts. It hurts. That is LeBron James. Once again, the NBA players, the games are secondary. Uh, if you watch interviews post-game, uh, pre-game at all, uh, they're the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, social injustice, police brutality, top of their mind, and again, echoed big time in the last couple of days with what's going on in Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, you know where that is in Wisconsin. Yeah. Mom's actually staying there right now. She uh, She's working, uh, she's helping manage a, a store in Kenosha. So she's in that area. Yeah. Where is Kenosha? Kenosha, so it's just outside of Milwaukee. Okay. I mean, it's technically kind of like Milwaukee as well. Uh, so obviously that is uh, front and center yeah. um, on, on all the news channels and, and what's going on. But also, again, where sports and, and social injustice uh, mixes and has mixed mm-hmm. uh, in, in a lot of ways for good. Well, even uh, the Detroit Lions today canceled practice they canceled because of this. They canceled practice. The Milwaukee Bucks, the Green Bay Packers have issued statements. There's news out now that just came across. The Toronto Raptors thought about in support mm. uh, or in protest 
of boycotting game one against the Boston Celtics in round two of the postseason. It doesn't sound like they're going to do it, but they thought about it. The NBA continues to go to great lengths. The players do. And LeBron James spent, that was about 20 seconds of at least a two-minute commentary on it. He has been very vocal. Mm -hmm. The video is, for lack of a better term, appalling. Yep. Yeah. And... I, I don't want to say there's not much else to say because conversation needs to continue, and that's a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, but it still is uh, unbelievable. Yeah. It, it's amazing. It's it's hard to watch. It's hard to see. And, you know, I thought uh, we're going to talk about Roger Goodell in a little bit. Yeah. And it's interesting. I watched Charles Barkley talk about this yesterday. Kenny Smith, Shaq, Ernie uh, after the game. I've watched some of the players speak about this. Uh, separate incident, Roger Goodell was uh, talking to Emmanuel Acho um, about various topics, mm-hmm. including Colin Kaepernick. And we'll get into that in a little bit because it's a, a little bit different of an angle I want to take on that. But he mentioned something that really, when I was listening to that, this incident uh, in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. it, it was really interesting to me. As someone who is white and 43 years old and and hasn't grown up having to deal with this kind of stuff in in his life, Mm -hmm. um, I guess fortunately, Mm -hmm. the uh, Goodell references in his conversation with Acho what we see on the TV, what we see on the screen. Mm -hmm. And it, it really strikes home once again the point of that's just what we're seeing. Yeah. What's going on when we're not looking or we don't have a camera? Yeah. Or we we're not privy to, yeah. and I think that's an important designation to make as well, mm-hmm. uh, because what they come across to the public as in some points and sometimes, uh, and this happens in news cycles by the way in all sorts of stories, mm-hmm. is it comes across as these one-off events, and have too many of one-off events like school shootings and other things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to continue to bring it to light and talk about it and discuss it because these are just the events you're seeing on TV. Yeah, That's a little different in that sense to some of the normal things we see in a news cycle, whether it be school shootings or other things. Those are things – Those are, when we see that, those are happening. Mm-hmm. When we see video like this out of Wisconsin or George Floyd, those are the ones that are being caught on tape. Correct. I think that's an important designation to make as we kind of process what the heck is going on yeah. and what has gone on. And the black community continues to try to process that, but has been screaming and yelling to, hey, watch this, see this, look at this mm-hmm. uh, for years and years. Yeah, you know, and, and right now we find ourselves once again, you know, and and there's battle lines being drawn and then there's sides getting picked and. Nobody doesn't, you know, no one wants to stay in the middle. You know, everyone's holding their ground right now. And and listen, I'm I'm not sure the entire story about Jacob Blake, okay? Uh, We we read stuff online. We see stuff on Facebook and on Twitter. 
I'll be honest with you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm to the point now where I don't know what to believe anymore, and, and that sucks, right? Because once again, we we want the certainties. We we want the 100% um, positive information that we know, like, all right, this is exactly what happened. We don't speak in generalities, all right? We we, we speak in certainties. And, and right now, because you know, there's there's both sides at play here. We don't know what happened. So all I have to go off of right now is a guy gets shot in the back seven times. Okay, that that's what I saw, and it's messed up for me to say this, but the fact that that video is out there and I saw that video, it just frustrated me even more. Like it's one thing to put it obviously and, and report it, but when you see that video and you see how that transpired, that adds to it, right? It, it adds the visual element. We talk about it all the time in football when a, a player gets charged of domestic violence. Yeah, that's one thing, but then you see Ray Rice in the elevator, you see Cream Hunt kick somebody. That's when it, you know, your blood really starts to boil a little bit. So obviously I saw that video, um, and it, it, it was like, like you said. I mean, it was, it was haunting, man. It, it was unbelievable. And then to find out that the kids were in the car going through this as well. Um, I mean, listen, I, I, there's nothing I can say right now that's going to rally people. Be like, all right, we got to come together. Like, well, well, it's the same stuff over and over again. All right, so I'm just going to say it like this: Was Jacob Blake in the wrong there? I have no idea. But once again, all I saw was a guy get shot in the back seven times. I think that's not warranted. I think that, you know, tasers maybe could have been used. And I'm, I'm not sure what he did, okay? I don't think he hurt anybody. But the fact that you turn your back and you get shot in the back by people that are, you know, sworn to protect us, like, that's my issue. Is and, and listen, and, and I love police. I have friends that are police. I have nothing but respect for the police. But at the same time, like, you're in charge of making us feel safe. That's your job. And if someone turns their back and you shoot them seven times, man, I don't know if you can really feel safe like LeBron said. I'll tell a quick story that I shared a little bit on the show. I'm going to go into more detail real quick because um, it kind of draws on this topic a little bit. So the way I the way I grew up, my mom always taught me if I ever got pulled over, regardless uh, the situation, I always be respectful. I say yes sir, no sir, um, and I always look the cop in the eye, things like that. She was very prevalent on that. So I'm on a recruiting trip. And I'm in northern state, South Dakota. Don't, don't ask me why it's called northern state, but it is. Now, I've shared this story a little bit, but I haven't gone really into detail of what, what transpired during that story. So we were at a recruiting trip. Um, it was me in the car with four other gentlemen, okay, and they were all black. Uh, and we literally just got them playing a game of Madden. We, we had pizza up pizza, had it delivered, playing games of Madden, and we decided to go to a movie, right, because you get per diem money. We wanted to go to a movie. Weren't going to the bars, no one was smoking weed, nothing like that. Keep in mind, I'm with all black guys right now, and they're rocking hoods. These are college kids, Brent. College kids can wear hoods. They wear, you know, sweatsuits, things like that, and they're wearing their football gear. So we get pulled over by a police officer, okay, for no reason. And they pull us over, and they take us out of the car right away. Keep in mind, I'm like 16 years old right now. I'm naive to the fact. I'll never forget the driver of that vehicle was a football player. goes, come on, man, we got recruits with us. Don't do this right now, please. Like, we have recruits with us. We're trying to get them here. Don't do this. So we all get out of the car. The, the, they bring out the drug-sniffing dogs, which I'm, I'm immediately frightened of because this dog is huge. And they're sniffing the car and everything. They're, not, they're searching us. And mind you, I understand right now what's happening is not right. But I, I go back to what my mom said, always be respectful, say yes sir, no sir, and go about your business. And you know what? We all did that. They didn't find anything, obviously. We were free to go, and it, it was it was an unlawful search or whatever, and it should never happen. But since I was with a bunch of black guys, that's what happened. Well, I think back to right now, Brent, in my in my, my thirty second year of life, and I think about like how I act at certain things now. If thirty two year old Austin Lane would went through that, 
there is no, I would have been yes, sir, no, sir. Okay. I, I, I would have been taken back a little bit and I would have been upset. And obviously you get upset, things can escalate. So I'm just saying right now, thankfully, 16-year-old Austin, you know, laying in that car, getting pulled over for no reason, getting searched for no reason, getting violated for no reason, was there and not me now. And that's what I think about with these situations where, yeah, I'm not sure what happened with Jacob Blake. He looked frustrated. It looked like he was fed up with the police. And you know what, man? If I would have been in that car when I was 32 years old, I would have did the same thing and been pissed off. And who knows what would have happened after that. So I'm lucky that I was 16 years old and I heard my mom's words in my head. But I'm just saying it's easy to say you just got to follow the law, follow the law, follow the law. Okay, you can follow the law, but sometimes there's circumstances that are out of your control that aren't right that you want to speak out on. Yeah, there's still a lot of uh, not a lot of information coming out other yeah. than the video yeah. uh, in in this case in this situation, but the video certainly seems like enough. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna read something Joe Schobert uh, said today, uh, obviously from Wisconsin. Yep, he says tragic man can't stand continuing to see these instances happen across the country, much less my home state of Wisconsin. Accountability and racial bias issues need to be identified and attacked on all sides and overcome together. Not all cops are bad. Not all black people are criminals. We are far more alike than media society portrays. It's not us versus them. It's us versus us. Humanity coming together to collectively raise the standard and level the playing field for everyone to be able to live their best to be able to live their best life. Uh, that is uh, Joe Schobert, Jaguars middle linebacker, hails from uh, the, the state of Wisconsin, and sharing his thoughts. I uh, haven't seen too much else on uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars in terms of talking about it. I was trying to find a response. It was a response initially, and I don't know if it's come down mm. to Joe Schobert. And it was like, wow, if that's the way you interpreted that video, it, it was like, how could you interpret that video that way? Sure. Uh, there, there's not too many ways to interpret that video. Let's yeah. just be honest yeah. and, and say that. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you're if you're fatigued on the conversation, mm -hmm. if you're whatever. I mean, it's, there's not really a side to take on that video mm -hmm. um, uh, unless we see something else yeah. or hear something else. Uh, that video is that video is plain as day. It reminds me uh, of uh, it got sick to my stomach watching that video out of southeast georgia yeah uh with that young uh the young man running and jogging in the neighborhood yeah it's horrible so the it, it continues to happen uh and and to the nba's credit to lebron james and the spokespeople mm -hmm. and uh you know george hill was uh, very adamant about it yesterday they because they're very eloquent about it and and they continue to speak about uh, the issues at hand they continue to make them priority more so than wins and losses yep. uh, so much so that if you miss the beginning of this the Detroit Lions canceled practice today yeah probably my assumption is to have conversations yeah uh, well, Joe Schobert obviously yeah. is speaking out but also the Toronto Raptors the last I read on this was that there is consideration what they can do including boycotting game one of the playoffs against the Boston yeah. Celtics to draw attention to this subject. And a little problem with the Lions. So, like, what, what I saw they did, they made a bunch of signs, and they were kind of, like, protesting outside their facility and stuff like that. So that was their – that's how they chose to spend their practice time today. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you give credit to the teams that started uh, to be active in this uh, movement yeah. months ago, and we kind of wondered would it – go away will they stay active and proactive yeah uh, we've seen that yeah. uh and unfortunately this was a reminder of it the last couple of days because of what took place in wisconsin to that end uh i, I do have a question about roger goodell and his latest thoughts on colin kaepernick that's coming up next on espn 690
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.